On today's episode, we talk remote work. Does it work? Forbes predicts the future of social, and we take a look at your competition. Are they all they're cracked up to be? All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWells Boston HQ, it is Monday, October 14th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your daily digest. Do you write about work and or the future of work? That's what Heaton Shaw is asking his Twitter followers. Apparently, he and his partner in crime, Marie Prokopetz, are working on their next remote work initiative with their company, FYI, and they want three minutes of your time. Heaton says he's already received a whole bunch of replies for feedback, but it has us thinking about remote work, too. Well, Abby, I've got three minutes to spare and plenty of thoughts on remote work. Oh, as do I. I think there are split opinions on remote work. You know, some people thrive working remotely, while others, they need to be in an office where they can jive off of coworkers. For me personally, though, I appreciate having the option. You know, some days when I'm strictly writing, I need to be home in a zero distraction environment. But Abby, I see you pop in and out of the office all the time, so I think you can attest to the benefits of remote work. I am a huge proponent of remote work, as you know. Some teams fear the prospect of slackers. Sure. But I personally do my absolute best work remotely. It's about working the problem, not the time or the place in this case. I'm super grateful for the flexibility of being able to write in my zone each morning from home, then head into the office where need be in person. Yeah, that's like the common phrase people say around the office, work the task, not the time. And I love that phrase. But hey, the data doesn't lie, guys. We actually have a Profit Well Report episode on remote versus co-located teams which uncovered just a slight difference between the growth patterns of the two. When we looked at the companies doing more than $75 million in ARR, the growth differential essentially disappeared. And since all companies go remote or multi-office at some point, it's not an argument of either co-location or remote, it's really an argument of when. So lots of food for thought here. We want to know what has your experience been like with remote, either working remotely or collaborating with team members who do so. We saw Marie Prokopetz go from loneliness, isolation, and burnout to having remote be her self-proclaimed superpower. I'll link to her thoughts on remote, plus the ProfitWell report we mentioned earlier and some other solid resources in today's subscriber newsletter. And he in, we have our eyes out for what you're conjuring up with this remote report. You're always working on something cool, it seems like. And SaaS investors like Peter Thiel, Dharmesh Shah, and Sam Altman have said it's best to ignore competitors and to give 100% of your focus to customers. But we're wondering, is this the most ideal plan of attack? So yeah, this may have made sense in the past where there were less competitors, but today, new challenges are constantly sprouting up, some with the tailwind of a giant funding round right behind them. So SAS Playbook says you should be researching these competitors because they are attempting to achieve the same thing as you are, meeting your shared target market's ever-changing needs. And it claims that digging into your competitor's strategy and features can actually help you better understand your own customers. ProfitWell CEO and founder Patrick actually just tweeted tweeted out a note himself relevant to this topic. He said on Twitter, doing a ton of research on competitive landscapes and competitor perspective. Competitor ads, okay or not okay. Why? 
competitive comparison page, and he's already seen some solid perspective. This makes me think of another ProfitWell report we have that asks, should you focus on your competition? And we found it's hard to say. You never want to do anything that sacrifices product quality, and the data suggests that companies who are focused on competition presumably are good at lowering their CAC, but not so great at defending their MPS. Another possible outcome here, though, is that these companies aren't disciplined enough to focus on competition in the right places and ignore the competition in other places. So like most cliches, then this comes down to your situation and your discipline. So it's proof it's a competitor's game and we want to know which side you're on. So think about that. But until then, back to you, Abby. And now Forbes is predicting the future of social, looking to 2020 at what's ahead for the businesses that heed social media best practices and their marketing initiative. Here's what the Post claims next year in social will look like. Number one, Instagram officially removes likes. Two, Google incorporates social into search. Three, niche social platforms expand. And number four, social sharing tools become free or more valuable. But what does this mean for businesses like ours? Number one feels trite, since Instagram influencers aren't very relevant in B2B. We're skeptical about number two, the prospect of Google incorporating social into search. And number four, we already have these social sharing tools in place. Number three, namely niche social platforms expanding, is what caught our attention. So we brought in our own expert. Although ProfitWell Digital Growth Manager Stephen No is amid travel right now, he did weigh in over Slack. Regarding niche platform expansion, Stephen thinks this is the prediction that could change things over the long run. He says he's always on the lookout for platforms with niche but highly engaged audiences, which are way more valuable in a B2B context, plus a great opportunity to better serve our target market. We've already seen lots of B2B marketers move on to Twitter and LinkedIn for their social media marketing, so any new entrants, i.e. niche platforms, in our space would probably be drawing attention from those two. But Stephen does point out that toward the end of this Forbes article, the writer also predicts that organic social reach for businesses will be reduced. And since this has been happening for years, he's skeptical at how expert these folks really are. What do you think about the future of social? Love it? Hate it? You really can't or shouldn't avoid it. It's a marketing tool that's here to stay. Send me a note at abby at recurnow.com with your thoughts on the future of social, and we'll revisit this one in 2020. And that's a wrap on your subscription news for today. Next, a spotlight on Gail Goodman, our latest subscription sapien and the former president and CEO of Constant Contact. She grew the organization from pre-revenue startup to publicly traded company. How? Well, you're going to have to tune in here to find out. Today's subscription sapien is Gail Goodman former president and CEO of Constant Contact, a leader in online marketing tools for small businesses. She grew the organization from pre-revenue startup to publicly traded company. We'll dig into Gail's impressively extensive resume, her lessons on alignment, and the customer-first motto, and why she claims founders can't scale. Outside her work with Constant Contact, Gail is a fierce female advocate. Since helping a company that sold for $1.1 billion, she has sat on the board for Shopify, Mass Challenge, and MindBody, but is particularly passionate about Pepperlane, Sharon Kahn's venture that enables stay-at-home moms to create micro-businesses, inventing an entirely new form of entrepreneurship. In this clip from NECN.com, Gail tells us how Pepperlane empowers. We find that there are 
24 million women who are at home with their children, but their children are getting into school and they have time. They want to participate in the economy, mm -hmm. but the choices are really um, difficult, right? You either sure. get a full-time job or a part-time job where you're with a company that's mostly full-time and so you're not really part of the team. We're saying create your own business. Wow. Get in business. And then we're giving you a community of support to help you get in business. It's such a forward-thinking business model. And since the Pepperlane team just scored $4 million in funding from investors, it seems like they're only headed up. Although aside from her female-focused efforts, Gail gained the majority of her experience elsewhere. Gail's notable work includes authoring a book called Engagement Marketing. How Small Business Wins in a Socially Connected World, Winning American Business Awards Executive of the Year, and Ernst & Young's New England Entrepreneur of the Year, being inducted into the MITx Innovation Hall of Fame, and named a Top 30 Boston Innovator by the Boston Globe, all among her work at Constant Contact, where she grew the company to 650,000 customers and revenue of over $367 million in 2015, where she was laser-focused on relationships to get there. Here we hear from Gail why a customer-first motto and team alignment stood the test of time through her years at Constant Contact in a clip from businessofsoftware.org. It also turns out that when you're aligned, you do go faster. So the anecdote to complexity a little bit is team alignment and prioritization. So when I say we spend a lot of time together, what do I mean? Well, by the time we sold the business, the executive team was doing two two-day off-sites a year, one in the winter, one in the summer, and a one-day kind of off-site in the spring and the fall. So that is a ton of time. I think it was some of the best time investment we made. So what did we do during that time? We got ourselves aligned. Aligned on what? So first, obviously, on strategy. We can talk a little bit more about strategy, but strategy is really pretty simple. Like, who are we serving? What problem are we solving? And how are we, what's our unique competitive advantage in solving that? But getting that right and getting that tight, right? If you're sloppy on that, that's, again, where lots of things can get built that weren't needed or lots of people can get confused about the why. Right? Having your company, everybody in your company, understand your why. One of the things I'm very proud of is I think everyone at Constant Contact could talk about who's our customer, what's our value prop, and how does our funnel work. Right? Alignment's important. The second thing you need to get aligned on is the, the culture stuff, mission, vision, values. And you need to take the time to make sure you're living it. And again, I think CRISP really works. I can stand here today and just tell you, constant context mission, we empower small businesses and organizations to create and grow customer relationships and succeed. Our vision was even crisper, revolutionize the success formula for small organizations. And our values, at one point they were long and wordy, and then like there were six of them. Ended up with three values, three words each. Customer first always, make it happen, 
Sometimes we put an S and an H in the middle one. <laughs> Seriously awesome people, which was code words for our no a-hole policy, but it, it worked, right? Seriously awesome people, and we live those values. And we hear Gail is also a huge feedback fan, which is something our ProfWell team is incredibly honed into. One of Gail's common leadership lessons lies in the usage of feedback that flows through an organization as a whole. She claims founders can't scale because they are often unwilling to change their behaviors, but she also knows there's a way to avoid this. Let's hear from Gail how feedback is the gift we should focus on giving and be okay with receiving in this clip from her TEDx Beacon Street talk. Feedback is a gift. But in the gift-giving world, it's one of those we'd far rather give than receive. <laughs> right? And the more senior you get in an organization, the less, feed, the less unfiltered feedback you get. Because our society has taught us the last thing you want to do is criticize your boss to your boss. Right? Very bad. So you, as a leader, need to make sure you're getting unfiltered feedback. And there's ways to do that. So we do... Uh, employee engagement survey, and it specifically asks for feedback on our leadership. But one of the ones that's worked extraordinarily well for me is the facilitator of those offsites I said we were doing goes around before each offsite and interviews the whole management team, of course about the business and other things, but one of the questions she asks is, how is Gail doing as a leader? What would you like to share with her? And it's completely anonymous, trusted environment. The woman can probe so I can get real actionable insight. So the first time she uh, went through this exercise with me, she came in with like a list. <laughs> I was, it was unbelievably hard to hear. So I did what everybody does. I shot the messenger. <laughs> and then I got angry. I mean, really indignant. How could my team not understand why these kinds of behaviors were natural outcomes of all the tough things we had to be working on? And then I went home and cried. And then I brooded. And I mean brooded. <laughs> and then I brooded some more. And then I realized I had been given a gift and I wasn't accepting it and that without this knowledge, there was no room for change. You cannot change what you don't know is a problem. And so I thank them if they listen to this. And I say to each of you, um, be thoughtful about how you lead. Hold up that mirror to yourself and your leadership and defy the odds and show the world that founders can scale. Thank you. If you enjoyed this snippet into the subscription Sapien, share it with hashtag RecurNow and make sure you're subscribed to RecurNow to receive them straight to your inbox. And finally, a teaser for our show all about product with Patrick Campbell and Heaton Shaw. Trade-offs. Profit well and product habits present trade-offs where SaaS founders Patrick Campbell and Heaton Shah join pricing and product forces to uncover the biggest trade-offs of industry players like... Let's talk about remote work. Remote work? Oh, man. Remote with knowledge. Work. 
there's so much more growth to be had for Absolutely. them, which I think is great. Subscribe to the show at producttradeoffs.com and get episodes sent straight to your inbox or wherever you receive podcasts. There you are, folks, your October 14 episode of Recur Now. I must reiterate, if you have news you want to share, let's collaborate. Send me a note at abby at recurnow.com and we'll see how we can get things going. We feature our neighbors, so we're all in the know. And if you have teammates that aren't currently in the know, get them on over to recurnow.com.